Episode 7, it's Halloween. <laughs> oh, we're starting already. Oh, we're it's Halloween. <laughs> oh, no. There goes our intro. Wow, everyone. This is Sherman here. At Welcome to Into the 99, where we have 99 cards because Commander's number one. And you can totally tell that we're so prepared for this. <laughs> All of us are 100% ready for episode seven. It's Halloween. We're spooked. <laughs> it's Halloween. We are spooked. Spooky. Ghost recordings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So today, we are going to talk about our top three scariest commanders that we don't like to see on the board. And by top three, I mean the ones that we were thinking about. I don't know if Daniel and I each have three. Yeah, we have, we have maybe more than <laughs> We've three. We've got a list. You guys got a list. <laughs> I, I narrowed it down to three that I see and I do not like to yeah. see. Every time someone pulls them out onto the table, you know that it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, well, it'll be a good time for them. <laughs> I don't know about me, though. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely some weird times. But on the theme of the Halloween season, let's get into it. Some scary boys. What's spooky? Yeah, what's spooky in MTG? Candy. Candy. (laughs) Giving candy to little kids and watching them freak out. That's what's scary. (laughs) So I think we'll go one at a time for each of ours. So Sherman, if you want to give the first one on your list. Okay, my very first one is Salvala, Heart of the Wild. What's spooky about that? Well, let's look at it, okay? It's uh, one green-green for an elf scout, and its abilities are whenever another creature enters the battlefield, its controller may draw a card if its power is greater than each other creature's power. And for a green and tapping it, you can add X mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. And so that is a 2-3. I... I find it scary because when I see this, I'm like, okay, the person's going to play big, big creatures. X-cost creatures. Hydras. Hydras. You name it, it's big, it's beefy, and I tend to play a lot of tiny guys. So it's like, how many board wipes do I have in my (laughs) deck? How How much removal? How much does the... How much does everyone else have for removal? Because... When I see things that are big and dropping down, I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. Please don't attack me. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just one of those things. And like, you know, you're <clears throat> at the beginning, like if they don't have big things, not a big deal. You can drop something that's like a four or four and you can draw a card, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But that. Let's face it, once that's not get, the case. Yeah, once you get past a couple turns into that game, you're never going to have the biggest... Unless you happen to be playing dinosaurs or something. Well, if you think about it, dropping even a 6-6 six, six for 6 still allows you to tap her for 6. Mm-hmm. She's one green to activate, right? Yeah. But you're going to get 6 mana from it and a draw because it'll be the biggest thing on the board. Exactly. You had 6 mana for it, so the next turn you have 12 mana. So you're rolling into turn 4 and dropping Ulamog. Boo! <laughs> Boo! I, uh, Seems fun. Yeah, not not when I not when the opponent had it. If I had that, okay, I'm I'm cool with that. But the opponent's dropping that. No, it's scary, boys. It's pretty easy to abuse as well with Umbral Mantle. Yeah, the ability to untap Salvala and <laughs> tap her for mana. Umbral Mantle does just break the card and make it a very easy to generate infinite mana deck to just do. Ge- Degenerate things. Yeah, <laughs> so you can do infinite mana. You know, big creatures dropping down. The, the the worst part is is that you know that big creatures are dropping down faster. Yeah. Okay. So and like like all the big creatures that we know of, all right, have crazy abilities. We're not going back in the day where it's like, hey, look, there's a crawl worm. It's a six four. <laughs> Woo! Don't care, right? Like it's gonna be like a seven six, an eight eight, ten ten. Who knows? Either way, they're coming down fast because Sylvata adds mana. So it's a mana ramp card already. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you like drop, like drop like a, a four drop or a, a four power card, that's still an extra four mana. To, well, three mana, I guess you say, technically speaking, mm-hmm. but you're still ramping up pretty, pretty hard here. 
And you're not running into a lot of the same problems that you might normally when you're playing large creatures in a color like green because you have the built-in draw to use the mana. Well, yeah, and we've talked about how big of an advantage draw is. Draw and discard alone is a good advantage. Yeah. But just draw with no drawback other than you've got a beefy boy on board. You have all the mana in the world to actually use the cards that you're drawing. Yeah, you're incentivized to run huge, huge banging creatures mm-hmm. because you're going to get more mana out of it. And Well, and you don't get the same sort of another disadvantage, which is when you're running a large creature is that your opponents see that that's kind of the theme of your deck. If you're playing Boros Angels or you're playing Dragons or you're playing any stuff that you're playing the Animal or people are expecting Eldrazi, where there is still going to be a lot of buildup. You don't have that same wait time that you would normally have so that your opponents can sort of prepare for the... For the aggro board state that you're bound to build. Yeah, and that's the thing with Sovala. Like, if, if the person's really mean, they were gonna put down the Eldrazi's into there with Annihilate. Exactly. It's like, no one likes playing against someone that has Annihilator. Annihilator, number one most fun mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> Not I on anybody's you, top 10 list. <laughs> I swing you sacrifice 10 permanents, it hits for 40. <laughs> And you build half your deck, and I'll take over your turn at the same time. Yeah! Like, seriously. Like, yeah, who plays Eldrazi? Uh, but that's, that's the thing. Like, with Salvala, when I see that, if I don't know the person, I expect Eldrazi's, I expect Annihilators. Hell, even the, the lore for the Eldrazi's is scary. Mm-hmm. Let alone just the card. You don't gotta tell me twice. Yeah. So it's like, that's why I think... That's my number three pick for for scariest. Yeah, because Savala not only by herself is quite intense and aggressive, but yeah, when you combine her with those super scary cards, like you said, lore wise, even Ulamog Kozilek, it's just disgusting. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. You're not going to expect someone that's playing Savala to have like you know a three three or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, like if you're playing elf, elf, if you're playing elf tribal though, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes elves can get really, really strong, right? Right? Because they can, but I mean, I feel like you're almost missing. Uh, you're missing a grand opportunity with Silvala. Yeah, but that's that's my number three pick. Because oh boy, that's the number three, y'all. <laughs> that's my number three. What's your number three? What's though? your worst? I would say slivers, man. All the big slivers, but specifically the Overlord. <laughs> so five cost, which is easy. It's got the uh, built-in fetch, so you can grab any sliver in your deck, shuffle, and you can uh, make sorry gain control of target slivers. So that so looks- everyone runs a Meboy Changeling. Exactly. So you can uh, grab everybody's other creatures. Fetch it for grab. three, turn their Selvala into a sliver. And, and then it's, again, another mana source for yourself. It's just very aggressive. And as everybody knows, all of the slivers have end up having every single ability. Yeah, I have to agree. Slivers are crazy. They can be very, very aggressive. And they go off so fast. Slivers have haste. Slivers have counters. Slivers have death touch. Slivers Flying, have a college-level reading thesis on the table to know what they're doing. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an internal group hug, if you yeah. think of it. For yourself. Okay. And yeah, you don't for hug yourself. anyone else. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, <laughs> you're like being homeschooled, you know, in this you've never actually played with any other friends. <laughs> you're just not ready for this yet. Well, Sliver, slivers were always a powerful card, but yeah. then they, they printed two of the new big ones, Morophon, which is for some reason... The auto include in slivers. Yeah. yeah. And then the first sliver. So the ability with six mana to fetch it, as soon as you can get out Morophon, you can play all of your big slivers and fetch them. Oh, and if you, anybody's unfamiliar with what Morophon does, it allows you to reduce casting costs by one of each of the five colors. Word less. Yeah. When yeah. you name a, a specific sub creature type. And it's every creature type in all places, mm-hmm. so you can go fetch it with the Overlord. Exactly. And then you play the first sliver for free. And, and the then you play all free. your slivers and for free. Sliver and Legion cascade free. into your slivers. Like. <laughs> I want to think, like, why, like, the, the concept of Slivers originally when it first came out, okay, it's really cool, mm-hmm. you know, and then they continued it on and on and on, and it's getting worse and worse and worse, yeah. and it's just like, well, like, technically better if you want to think of it yeah. that way. Better if you're a Sliver player. <laughs> it is neat how the abilities evolve from all Slivers have it to Slivers you control have it, 
So it was neat in that regard of the evolution of it. Yeah. But then again, that being said, why did they print these cards? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that we were talking about was one of the only good things about Slivers is that, well, good or bad, depending on whether or not you want to play them, but is that it's a hefty price tag to get into playing Slivers. So it, it kind of, that's why it's lower on our list than it the number. Made. The number one thing that keeps the Slivers in check is their price tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that. Like And the, humility. Oh yeah, <laughs> humidity will wreck that deck fast. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, how many people play humidity? Or, you know, like Brian. Yeah. Brian plays humidity. Yeah, Brian. Or that's how I know humidity wrecks a sliver deck. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Like overall, like slivers are just crazy because just you can go so nuts so quickly. Oh, it yeah. gets out of control. You you wipe it, no problem. You rebuild quickly. Yeah, like because they can tap for mana. They can do all sorts of things. They can like counter spells for some of them. Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what? What can? Let's let's go. What the can't slivers do? Yeah. What can they not do? Oh, <laughs> well, they can do a lot. They can mill you. Yeah. They can do damage to attacking creatures. The new lava belly sliver deals damage to people whenever they're dealt damage, which is just an that's absurd fancy. card. Okay. That's that's, fancy. Yeah. Like slime. Uh, oh, it's okay. either hive lord or legion. Legion, I believe, is a built-in coat of arms. Yeah, Hive Lord's indestructible. Yeah, I know. I know one thing: slivers can't do. Make you breakfast. Make you friends. <laughs> Make you friends. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a bigger one. I don't need friends. <laughs> I don't I don't know, the, the Overlord kind of looks like it's wearing an apron in its picture. Maybe well, it could make breakfast. Like, maybe she could make friends. <laughs> but like sliver, like that is a good point though. Slivers tend to be very expensive. Well, the sliver creatures themselves aren't really too bad, but yeah. the commanders that you can get, like yeah. the, the sliver queen, the queen, yeah, the Overlord, oh, the queen on the reserve list, never printed again. Brutal. Did you get that? Well, like, was your friend able to get that foil sliver queen? Oh. Uh, I don't think there is a foil sliver queen. I thought you got s- an altar. Oh, that's what. It was. Oh. Yeah, she you got like an foiled. altar or someone uh. foil peeled one. But yeah, for for actual ones, it was never printed in a foil. You're just stuck with that base sliver if queen at released, a two hundred dollar price yeah. tag. If Wizards came out and released a foil sliver queen, I would lose my mind. I think everybody would. So incredible. like every, like anytime someone like they bring out something that's foil, it's just like ooh like. Even with like um, the new set, Throne of Eldraine, like the the full art foils for that stuff, oh, so gorgeous! Beautiful. Yeah. But, well, and I, I know, I know, Daniel and I, and I, from the sounds of it, you also are very much into the, the cool artwork. Oh yeah, the kind of little rare cards. Yeah, you throw a shiny in front of me. That's <laughs> I'm distracted easily. Take my money and let's get this <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. Oh, it sparkles. It yeah. sparkles. <laughs> So, hope that's your Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, where what are did you I put afraid mine? of? Oh, Edgar Markov. Edgar Markov's just just terrible. He's, he's, just, <laughs> he's just terrible. Wow, all, mean. Of, all of the Eminence commanders were very, very strong, but Edgar Markov sits at the top of that well, on the scary. throne of the strongest. It was banned for 1v1. One, so, 1v1's not real. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Like, that's how, that's how strong Edgar is it's just the fact that like hey if you're playing one on one I am bad too bad mm-hmm. don't make me unless you want to play with other people. Well, vampires in general are so strong because of how synergistic they are. So having a commander well, and how much that, they've showed up in so many sets. There's yeah. so much tribal support for them. Yeah, and, and yeah, and variety. So yeah, you, yeah, there are vampire staples. However, you can play against four different vampire decks and see completely different creatures, completely different combos. But well, still a ton of vampire tokens. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, I think what makes Edgar and the Slivers so powerful is just the fact that you see them in so many different colors. Like, mm-hmm. Sliver, you literally see in every single color. Vampires, like, they have it in Mardu, and you see them in each color, right? So, because, like, you have, like, black traditionally when it first came out... It's just vampires in only black. And then it came out in red. Mm-hmm. And then finally it was like um, Ixalan. and all that, yeah. Yeah, they came in white. So now you have vampires in all three colors. Yeah. And that's what makes it scary. Because it was just in black only. That like, that gives you kind of a disadvantage. Because black is a little... Certainly there are a lot of black, strong black cards. I play a lot of black in my decks. Yeah. But 
it it limits you to what you're able to do. But having the ability to pull from all of all of the red cards and all the white cards at your disposal in conjunction with lifelink and all those sorts of like very white mechanics in conjunction with um, like causing damage to your opponents with traditional black yeah. mechanics. It's very scary. Very well, Ixalan's church-based vampires was a pretty neat, very cool lots naming. of the cleric-y kind of vampires. Yeah. So traditional effects that you would get on a white cleric, some return to the battlefield effects, a ton of lifelink built in was a really, really good support, especially with a three-color vampire commander available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, vampires already, like, most of them, as we go up the the years, they have more abilities and they cost a lot less. So, like, it's like back in the day, you know, like, we we had all these creatures that are really, really big, but they're high casting cost, they're normally vanilla. Yeah, no effect on them. No effect, Something like a 7-6 was just a crazy card, and that was what you got. You got a Mm 7-6 for 8 or 9 mana, and it was a big creature. Yeah, but now, you know, you you have the opposite, where it's like a a 3-2, but it has crazy abilities, and it costs like 4 mana or 3 mana, Mm because it's a rare, you know, or a mythic. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's like, they're, like, the vampires alone, like, you can... You can uh, curve so well with it. it. That's what makes it scary, you know? Well, and a pretty surprising amount of token support exists as well for those vampires. And any tribal deck, everyone who plays Commander at some point finds a tribe they love, they play a deck of it. And if you got an extra token of your tribe every time you cast something of your tribe, it would be an insane thing. That's why Eminence is such a strong card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't even need to. You don't even ha- need to have played Edgar to benefit from him, and that's what makes him so intense. If his ability was on an enchantment, you would run it in every deck, and it would be worth casting. Yeah. The fact that it just comes into play for free is unremovable leyline esque. Yeah, because like it's in your command zone, it still affects the board. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, well, I, I would like to get rid of it somehow, but I cannot do There's that. There's nothing you can do. Well, you and hope you, that they play it and you can take control of that. Yeah, and if that's you curve well thing. in that deck, you drop a turn one vampire, you have two vampires. Turn two, a two drop gives you four. And turn three, if you have your mana, that's a captivating vampire with six vampires on deck. That's the ability to take anyone's early commander. That's taking anyone's big creatures. And even if someone is blowing some removal on it, it still leaves you with five minimum 1-1 one, one vampires to attack with. Mm-hmm. That's just so stupid. And that's on turn three. Yeah. <laughs> Turns, oh man, that's crazy. But that, like, I agree with you. Edgar is really, really scary for that. You mm-hmm. know, and let's face it. When, when the commander deck first came out, one of the best cards for white came out in that one set. The fairy's protection. Yep. Ooh, yeah. And that's also scary. So, like, just Edgar alone is scary. But if you look at the deck, like, the fairy's protection is bloody insane. <laughs> I think it's like fifty dollars right now or something. Uh, fifty-five because yeah, I bought one like two days ago. It's a, <laughs> it's a good one with a very, very unique ability and phasing that doesn't blink your tokens out of existence. It just it just makes you unable to die for a turn, essentially, is when people use it. Mm-hmm. Someone tries to wipe your 860 vampire tokens. Not today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, that's so, so crazy. Like, yeah, sure, like, you know, Edgar's strong, and, like, if they bring it out, you know, then you can do something. But you have to wait. Like you said, Hope, they have to bring it up first. And, yeah. Well, no. the other the other thing, too, is Edgar, when you finally do cast him... He's, he's buffing all your creatures on attack as well. Oh, he's got, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's putting 1-1 one, one counters on things. You put Drana in there with her first strike to give all your things 1-1 one, one counters. And you suddenly, really, really quickly have a board of 10-10 vampires where there's 20 of them for some reason. You're wondering how you got here and where the silver bullets are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, with, like, if you have a lot of mana and they have someone like Olivia... Where yeah. you deal damage and making them vampires. Yeah, ping them vampire. and take the vampires, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, And it's on theme, because yeah. vampires, he's, Halloween. He's literally scary, and he's the literal granddaddy of all vampires. Yeah, he, he, he's love the that. first one. <laughs> and, 
And Soren's grandpa, yeah. 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 Exactly. And we didn't even touch on how you can run the Sorens in the attack, yeah. and that makes it even more gross. Yeah. Well, and all of Soren's things you can run into anguish on making. You can really, really go down the vampire loophole if you want. Mm-hmm. Man, like, oh, Edgar. Edgar, why? <laughs> why? Who's your number two, Sherman? My number two is... One of my favorite commanders. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Atraxa, or Praetor's voice. I had actually originally put Atraxa on my list, too. Love Atraxa. Yeah. I awesome. am the minority here. Love her. Yeah, two against one. Sorry. We're banning this, this card now. <laughs> so, but yeah, Atraxa, for those that don't know, is a green, white, blue, black... For an angel horror that has, oh boy, flying, vigilance, death touch, lifelink. And she's a 4-4. And at the beginning of your end step, you just get to proliferate. Yeah. You just get to. You don't have to do anything. Before we go on with her, interesting lore fact. The reason she doesn't include red is because in the story, the red predator didn't want to be a part of putting it together. Because he has compassion. He's, he's the only yeah, yeah, one. Red has compassion? Yes. In the Praetor, yeah. 100%. That is a feature of. What's the Red, uh, what's the red Praetor's name? Urbresk. Urbresk, yes. He has compassion because that's one of the, the features of Red Mana, was a little bit. He um, is also the, I would the say, Praetor that's the least annoying to Le- see hit the board. And the yeah, least evil. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you have haste and my creatures are tapped versus. Plus two, plus two, minus two, minus two. Uh, yeah. Discard your hand at the yeah. end. And you miss your mana a, untap. Let's take a quick second to appreciate that Atraxa only exists because of Elish Norn, who is a much worse card, in my opinion. No, but no, let's no. Just Elish Norn's awesome. Elish Norn is the worst. Worst Praetor. The reason Atraxa exists, the reason that you have this to deal with. I hate Elish Norn. I hate the Praetor. I'd rather deal with Elish Norn than Atraxa. I would rather nobody ever played Elish Norn ever again. <laughs> and then I would stop playing it, Atraxa. There's not many instances where it hits the board and everyone at the table's like, hey, Woo-hoo! this is a really cool card. I'm sure happy you played that. <laughs> it's No, it's everybody tries to make their own copies of Elish Norn, then I'm sitting over here trying to play a wolf deck. It's always someone has 12 man and they're like a living plane (laughs) (laughs) does it resolve (laughs) all right make your case okay (laughs) tell me how you feel about atraxa (laughs) well besides the fact that it's flying lifelink death touch vigilance and it's a four four Mm -hmm. and nobody wants to nobody wants to step in front of it Mm -hmm. because it's like okay i'll hit you for four yeah that's fine no i gain four life that's not cool you're not gonna block her no, you're not. Even if you have something, like, unless you have something that's indestructible or you just don't want to. Yeah, or cannon fodder. Yeah. But even then, they're still getting the benefit from the lifelink. Mm-hmm. It's like, four four life is a lot. Before she has counters on her. Yeah, before she has counters. And that's that's just her right now. That's not even looking at all the different decks you can run into with a track set. But what else does she do aside from flying, death touch, vigilance, and, of course, lifelink? Make me hate the opponent. She has she has two other abilities. Make Sherman hate opponents and proliferate at your end step. Because why not? Yeah, why not? Let, and that's that, that's part of the problem. Cause like let's let's look on a deck that will abuse this. Okay. Anything with counters. Yeah. So first off, easily, super friends. Yeah, of course. Planeswalkers. Classic. 35 minute turns. Yeah. I'll yeah. roll them up. I'll proliferate. I'll roll them up. Yeah. And now like, I'll alt everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, like a tracks alone is already hard to deal with. And then you throw in super friends and like the fact that she has vigilance and death touch. All right, cool. So now we have to get rid of Atraxa because she's a great blocker yeah. to get to the planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Like, does anyone have an elder spell? I was going to say easy answer, elder spell. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Run like, Nicobolus. But if I'm playing, like, if I'm playing mono red, I don't have an elder you spell. You don't have an answer. No, I don't. Chaos Warp, maybe. Also, who runs... Who? How many people really run an Elder spell? It's so situational. Oh, like, it was great in draft, but yeah, it's yeah. very situational. Yeah, it's just not something that necessarily makes sense in one of my... Bring like, back Cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring back Cyborg 2019. Elder spell hits the table, everyone starts re-sleeving an Elder spell. Then. <laughs> oh yeah, no, our mom's ready. <laughs> 
But that's the thing. It's like, you know, like, like the, the Super Friends is already annoying. And then, like, you know, if you have other things that do the counters, like Infect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who who loves Infect? You know what? I'll give you that one. Infect is one of the least fun mechanics. And I still stand by the fact that I think that a Commander Infect should should be doubled. But that's a whole different argument. I, I say it. I, I think 10 is still fine because... The moment someone sees that someone has infect, everyone freaks out and they all target that one person. So it kind of outweighs the benefits. As sometimes, well. sometimes people play Skrithix as a commander. <laughs> Jacob, Skittles. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. It's like you know, uh, you have things like infect, wither, you know, any like minus one, minus one counters, yeah. or even plus one, plus one yeah. counters. You want? Well, that's how I play Atraxas. Plus ones. I play Atraxa very aggressively and make everything huge. But huge. the problem with every Atraxa deck, no matter what one you do, is you need to bring a toolbox of dice with you to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing Hydras. Yeah. yeah, the deck has already got some pretty expensive cards. Atraxa is a pretty expensive commander, but then you need seven hundred and ten dollars of dice. <laughs> yep. It's, it's like, are we it. playing D&D or are we playing Magic here? It's worth it, man. I'm going on a quest. New new game, Bucket of Die. Quest to 100. <laughs> the fact that Proliferate also doesn't target is really, really strong. Yeah. yeah. It's choose any number of permanents with, uh, with counters on them mm-hmm. and then give them an extra one. So anything that has minus one, minus one counters from blocking an Infect, a uh, player with Hexproof who has Infect, anything like that, you can just proliferate just because mm-hmm. just you'll feel like it. Yeah. See, Atraxa, I think, is even stronger now after Word of Spark. Yeah. Because you have more cards that proliferate. Like, oh, yeah. Heck, you have cards Bastion for a land that yep. proliferates. Yeah. As soon as I saw the spoilers for Karn's Bastion back when, before War of the Spark release, immediately I told Daniel that I needed that for my attraction. Well, you have it the is, green landfall proliferate one yeah. that they printed. That's, yeah. It's gross. Yeah, uh, Evolution Sage. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the, there's an ETB one as well when it enters the battlefield. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's so just many. a ton. But yeah. it does, it really does lead to a lot of long turns, like, unless you really know what you're gonna do, the, yeah. There is really no way to play a Super even, Friends deck without taking a ton of turns. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, even when you do really know what you're going to do, it still takes a long time. And There's so part, many triggers to hit and miss. There's so many enchantments yeah. of the beginning of combat, put this on this, do this, do this. Well, it's like we were talking about last week that um, Sherman was saying with one of his decks, he needs to really look at... Organizes um, triggers, yeah, left organizes right, yeah. triggers left to right. Yeah, triggers left to right, because that's exactly how I have to play it. Because there are even little things, like I've forgotten to roll up Planeswalkers before because I don't play a Planeswalker heavy Atraxa deck, so when I'm done rolling up all my other counters, it's like, hey, I'm done with my counters. You know, and you don't really... Well, you're doing so much when you're proliferating that, yeah, exactly. It's easy to miss a, I didn't use this Planeswalker, didn't tap my Contagion engine. Yeah, so it's it's a very difficult deck. Not difficult, but it's... uh, It's easy to forget things. Yeah. Yeah. You can fall behind on Triggers that would have made a difference to you. Yeah, and not only are you a scary opponent for uh, your group, but also you're an annoying opponent <laughs> because you're taking forever to play. There's just one more reason for people to target you. Well, and when you're putting things, when you're making Atraxas so big and stuff, mm-hmm. the fact that Atraxas swinging 21 damage kills you with Atraxas. Yeah. So it's really, really easy to get that through. It's got built-in evasion. It's yeah. got lifelink, death type. It's... It's a good blocker, it's a good attacker, and it's not tapped from attacking. See, like, if they just removed the word Vigilance, it it wouldn't be so bad. It would be a totally different card. Yeah. It's still a strong commander. You still have all these decks. But the fact that it has Vigilance and it just attacks the weakest person just to get the extra four life Mm -hmm. again and again and again makes it so difficult to go against. Yeah. Well, it can attack and then it can block. It's hard to... It's hard to get back at her, you know? Yeah. It's really, really hard. Because, yeah, it's a blocker that, at a at a worst, is still going to net it life. Well, and it's the same thing. Like, if we were to keep the Flying Vigilance but get rid of either Lifelink or Death Touch, that would make it, again, a very different card. But because it has both, it's so... Like, obviously, I'm going to block your stuff. If it had nothing but its Proliferate ability, it, it would, would be still be run card. by... It would still be good. 4-4 four, four Proliferate on the end step for 4? Every would still do it. It would yeah. still be a great commander. Yeah. But they they made her too strong. 
Well, a lot of the made for commanders are very strong because they know they are trying to push that product and that play style, right? Yeah. And it's it's pretty easy to make an overpowered commander and yeah. sell out of decks real quick. Yeah. I think they're still waiting for new sets of these commanders just printed. Yeah. Oh boy. Everything except for last year's commanders didn't do very well, like, but everything else has been gone from Kalia and onwards. Yeah. yeah. Like last last year's Kalia. commanders, I, I still like them, like the Planeswalker commanders. I still like them. Um and yeah, they didn't sell as well as everyone hoped. Yeah. But they're still really good, they're still really fun. Like Aramatsu's still mm-hmm. really strong. I still see that kicking around. I, I still see a wind grace. I think that they were really good base decks also. Yeah. Because necessarily keeping the planeswalker as a commander, I don't think was maybe the best route to go down, but to adjust them a little bit but like a lot what of you them. did with the red blue deck. Yeah, I made mine Brutaclad. It's a really, really fun deck to play. Mm-hmm. And then I also turned the Estra deck into uh, Tuvasa the Sunlit. Oh, and that nice. is one of my favorite and fastest playing decks. Mm-hmm. That can really, really yeah, hit people a like a truck. Deck. Yeah. Like, overall, like, people just... I think people just didn't buy the commander set just because the value wasn't there, like, monetarily. Totally. Well, yeah, people so, wanted cheaper decks. They didn't increase the price of it. And then... Because that's kind of the trade-off, right? People yeah. people want a cheaper product, but they increasingly want better cards for it. And if you do look at those decks, they were the weakest of the commander decks. With their overall value, it was low, and with their overall strength. Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't have turned them into strong decks. I feel like I did for most of the ones Mm -hmm. I played. But that being said, those were not out of the box as powerful as this year or the year before. Yeah, agreed. Which I think was also kind of detrimental to new players specifically. Yeah, someone trying to pick it up and get into it isn't going to win with a base level deck. But Aminatu is a really, really cool commander. But it has a lot of really, really neat effects that you don't see on many things. The permanent shuffle is pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes. The Russian, the little roulette, Chinese fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was my second one, and Daniel, yours as well. So that leaves hope for her number two. Nekusar. Nekusar. Now, why do you hate Nekusar? I just don't like when I hear the I hear the words at the table. Well, everyone's taking the damage. <laughs> that is one of my <laughs> least favorite. The group hate decks? The group hate decks. In my- I don't know. Ne- Nekusar is awesome. Like, Do you play Nekusar, Sherman? <laughs> I have friends. Are you one of those reason. people? <laughs> I, I, I have, well, I have a commander where it deals damage to everyone. It's, um, the black red one. Um, what's his name? Corvette? Or, or no, not Corvette. Uh, um, Karavek? Karavek, thank you. What's Karavek? Merciless, yeah. So basically, uh, when he's out, any time uh, an opponent casts a spell, uh, he deals damage to that opponent for the CMC, right? But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's strong. Sorry, I know nobody can see me right now, but I just looked at Sherman like, "What is wrong with you?" He's like, "Bow smasher <laughs> on cocaine." No, no, no. Because the, the deck, I made this deck because I was getting annoyed at people that weren't paying attention uh, in in the game. So I caught this. Audience participation where it took a bunch of cards from Planar Chaos, where it's like, I cast this, um, and if you guys want to counter it, a target player has to lose, like, a player has to lose five life. So it gets countered. Mm -hmm. So I have like 20 of those cards in the deck, you know. Everyone has to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But then the moment, you know, uh, my commander comes out, then they is like, uh oh, we just lost like, paid a bunch of life for everything to counter anything. So now, every time we cast something, we're going to take damage. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. But I don't, lo- I don't live. I, I'm no. always the first one out. <laughs> but that's besides the point. That's Nekusar- kind of what I do for Nekusar players, if I see a Nekusar player. So there is one nice thing. So you think, oh, Nekusar, at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. How nice. A Howling Mine on a commander. Love yeah, this. that's awesome. Love this it. person. Like this it. is why we invite them to play with us. And then you read the rest of the card. <laughs> Whenever an opponent, only an opponent, draws a card, Nekusar, Nekusar, the creature, deals damage to that player. That's not so bad. It is. That's not so bad. It is. Because it's so easy in blue, black, and red to cause additional card draw. And all of a sudden, you're sitting at turn five, and you're already down to 14 life. But he's a zombie wizard, though. A zombie wizard. 
What? You can't do anything with zombies or wizards, right? <laughs> There's no tribal synergy there. There's none. That's, uh, absolutely. Especially, like, since, you know, you're playing blue as well. There's no card draw there. Mm-mm, no card draw, no mill, no nothing. A whole lot of windfalls coming. What's a Tafari's puzzle box? That won't be fun to put in this deck. <laughs> but you're... Yeah, I, I get it, you know. <laughs> just, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that it's a very difficult... Group hate in general is stuff that just affects everyone. Yeah. It's your Mogus, it's your Zozu, any of those things. But it also, like, again, something we touched on last month, uh, last week was that it kind of forces you into being arch enemy. Yeah. I think. Which is one of the drawbacks of playing a, a, a deck like that with that sort of commander. However, like I said, it take, it's so easy to cause that additional card draw. And because Necrosar's five cost, yeah, two he, black, yeah. blue, and red. Yeah. yeah. He, um, by that point, you could have already gotten a couple, like, extra card draw things out on the board and other synergistic enchantments oh, and artifacts. It's easy for people to forget Nekusar Helms the deck when they're dropping a Howling Mind, then mm-hmm. comes a Font of Mythos. Yeah, they look like, yeah. A, look like a friend. Yeah, they're just, they're having a good time. They're helping the table out. Yeah, And then suddenly it's seven damage a Isn't turn. this group hug? Kind of. I'm giving you cards. That's kind of good bug. It's it. <laughs> well, if, if I play like Oloro where it just sits in the commander's uh, command zone and I'm just gaining two life every time, I don't care. I don't, see, I don't mind <laughs> Oloro. I've seen a lot of people have like the hate for Oloro as well, but I really didn't mind that playing against Oloro decks. It's just that life gain is, is, um, annoying. It, it because be. when, when you don't check the life, it's like, hey, what's everyone's life totals? 13, 12, 25. 78. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, crap. But I don't, I, I don't have a big issue with people gaining a ton of life in Commander because Commander damage is, yeah, it's it's easy kind to of, get off. and it yeah. lends to my personal play style because I, because I do play very like creature heavy, attack heavy, um, decks. Yeah. So. <laughs> you combine Nekusar with uh, the Raptor from Exelon. Like, every time you cast a creature, it deals one damage to that controller. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, so fun. Super fun. Sounds great. <laughs> like, I can't cast creatures, and I'm drawing cards, I'm taking damage at cool. the same time. So, yeah. It, this, this is a game, right? <laughs> We're supposed to have fun. <laughs> what? It is... It is technically fun for the person that made it. That's it's fun for all of all of these commanders that we've been talking about today are fun for the person that made the deck. That doesn't necessarily mean I like them. They're scary to play against. They go hard. They're aggressive. I'm not a fan of Nekosar and never will be. But that's like you know, with um, like it, Brian and um, Ashley in our play group at the den. They both play Mogus. For a commander. They sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's going to play Nekusar, too. Brian, this, this isn't an attack at you, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Mogus like, Mogus is basically the same thing. It's like, you well, kind of. Like, you have an option of taking the damage or sacrificing a creature during your upkeep. It's oh, Mogus? two damage. Is that really an option? No, I don't know. Unless you're playing, like, a huge token deck. It's not really an option. It's take the yeah. damage. Or ruin your... Ruin your play, ruin your game. But like it, it is an option. Like I don't. Uh, it's not a good team. option. It's not a good <laughs> option. Yeah. Nobody said you. Nobody said you're gonna like it. Hope. It's but, the option of I steal your purse or I spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> but like I can see people going crazy with it. You know, throwing things down like you know mana barbs, mm-hmm. uh, Anka You know things like that. Just like damage all around. Like sure, like. They'll like probably be the first one out, but it speeds up the game. It's not a ha- like an hour game. Yeah. It's more it like does a definitely game. speed a game up. And sometimes that can be nice when you just need a little like a palate cleanser of a game. Let's just have like a game where like you know we just look for all the commanders that deal damage to everyone during upkeep for whatever reason and just play a game like that and see how and well that goes. And just see who just see who lasts. Just see yeah, what happens. Survivor, yeah. Survivor Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, Survivor Magic. <laughs> I vote myself <laughs> off. I really want to go eat. <laughs> I am so hungry. <laughs> I want to see a real bathroom with a real toilet. I would like to have a proper shower. Guys, I'm so tired. 
I'm so tired. The bugs, they keep on eating me. No, uh, the mosquitoes go after me only. I don't know why. But Nekisar, I, I can see why you would say that. Especially considering, like, like we build in card draw into every deck. Everything. All of us. That's kind of one of our moves. That's one of the things that, because we have such different play styles, all three of us have in common. So we love draw. That's very And this true. just halts us in our tracks. I'm just, just saying, Nekwisar's fine if you unban Leovold. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to happen. Though. I want it. I want it so bad. You're so optimistic. <laughs> you never know. They might, they might do that. They when might. was the last time... Like, last time they um, unbanned, what, Painter Servant? I, I never thought I'd seen an unbanned Painter Servant. Yeah. So, you never know. They unbanned Protean Hulk. That was pretty good. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe it won't come back. New new goal, just build Leovold and tell everyone you're playing it anyways. <laughs> just, just find everyone that, you know, is on the Commander's Committee and just, like, email them, spam you yeah, them every day. At me, guys. <laughs> Pretend you don't know the ban list, and then... You've spent the money on the deck. You're not taking I'm it apart. I'm new. I'm new. I, I have all these boxes and, and stuff. I don't know how. Like, I got them. What about a garage sale? It, it, you never know. That could totally happen. That could happen. happen. That could totally happen. Anyways. Who's your oh, next? What? Group hug Leovold is how it'll come back. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You say that now, and then when it comes out. Leovold the fun police? <laughs> All right, so my number one for my list is Yagmoth, Thran Physician. He's a doctor. I don't like doctors. He's a scary boy. The Yog Father. Yeah. <laughs> a doctor that has protection from humans. Why would he need protection from humans if he was a nice boy? <laughs> All I'm saying. So, Yagmov, you know, is from Modern Horizon, so it's, it's a newer card. It's two black-black for a human cleric, protection from human, and you can pay one life, sacrifice another creature, and put a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target creature and draw a card. As well, you can play black-black, discard a card, and proliferate. That's two commanders I have here that have proliferate on my list. Oh, and there's also I a 2-4, but no one <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like, I love prol- proliferate, but at the same time... Yeah, it sounds like it. When I use it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but only me! I'm greedy. I'm a greedy jerk. Uh, but, like, it, I, it's scary for me because, like, like we always mention, black is the only color that uses life as a resource, mm-hmm. like, constantly. So... You're paying one life to sacrifice a creature to put a minus one, minus one counter on something and to draw a card. So you get rid of things that have indestructible, mm-hmm. which is really, really helpful. That's really valuable. Okay. And you're drawing a card. All right. That but would be good. It, it, it's fantastic. But the, the thing is, is that when you see a sack outlet on a commander, you know for a fact you're going to encounter either... Uh, a bunch of things like that will wipe the board when you sacrifice your the creature. Mm-hmm. So, um, was it Dictate of Erebos mm-hmm. and Butch of Malakir? Mm-hmm. Okay, or you're gonna see a bunch of things that drain. Mm-hmm. So, Blood Artist, Zillaport, Cutthroat, uh, Falcon Wrath Noble, all that stuff. Things that I use, but I <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really annoying. I mean, fair. I get that. But, like, like, that's the thing. Like, if, if, if you had just, like, you know, everyone constantly wipes the board, okay, fine. But you add in the drain effect. And it's like, pay one life. Who cares about one life? Yeah, one life is nothing. Yeah, you have, like, you know, blood artists, okay? I, I pay one life, sacrifice this creature to put a minus one one, draw a card. Oh, blood artist trigger. I gain that one life and you lose a life. So you're literally just sacrificing a creature free. to draw a card and doing a one-one counter on something. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, like you said, you're doing it for free. And then you discard the card that you drew, you proliferate, and you, then you're able to actually easily 
take advantage of those minus ones and actually get rid of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, I don't need this land. I'll toss it out. Oh, wait, there's a card with madness. All right, I'll toss that card yeah. to cast madness. Now I cast that card for madness. Like, And it's black. Run some infect. Make yeah. some friends. Yeah, I'm throwing the tainted strike. <laughs> like, it's just... When someone has this, I can expect those two effects, but everything else that can happen, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's also that unknown factor. So, like, are you playing with Planeswalkers? Maybe, maybe not. You know, like, are you playing, like, things like Liliana, uh, Dreadhorde General, where a creature dies and you draw a card as well? Like, double so you get draw two, triggers, yeah, yeah, double card draw? I love her. I, I love her in the lore. <laughs> But, oh boy, like, you, you don't know what's gonna happen. You can have that, you can have counters on, on a bunch of stuff, cause let's face it, there's like a blo- lot of black cards, a lot of creatures, where it's like, you sacrifice something and that creature gets plus one, plus one counter. Yeah. Okay. Or, or other, th- like, for uh, other creatures get minus one, or like minus one counters on them. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, whoa, what's, what's the point? Like, you, there's so many things you can do with this commander. Mm-hmm. It's really, really silly. Like, yeah, you can have, in fact, you have, like, uh, minus one, minus one counters. You can have all these different things, but it's just, it, whatever you're facing, the scary part is whatever you're facing, you can find a way to get around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So person plays indestructible. Fine. Minus one, minus Doesn't one matters. Person keeps on eating away at your hand. Fine. Sacrifice creatures to draw a card. People are playing tokens. Fine. You board wipe because they're in black. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, Toxic Deluge, Damnation, you need Massacre it. Girl. Massacre Worm. Yeah. Yeah. Massacre Girl uh, Massacre Girl is fantastic for this because, like, when it comes out on that turn, even after ETBs, you know, if you sacrifice more creatures, it still triggers again. So it's just like, whoa, 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 like, what can you not do with this deck? <laughs> what can you not do with this commander? It's It gets crazy. I haven't seen anyone play it yet. I, I've seen a few people play it, and they, they put a lot of money into it, and because of that, it it's really, really hard to go against. So, and they tend to put in, like, three or four Planeswalkers, with, you know, especially the, um, most of the time it's Liliana, mm-hmm. let's face it, you know, but they... they Play off the fact that they do aristocrats deck where they're, they are draining you and everything. So they, so everything that they do for sacrificing creature and all that stuff, like you said, mm-hmm. it's just for free. They don't care. They get the card draw, they'll discard, they'll proliferate and just go crazy from that. Yep. So, and it's just, it's really, really hard to keep a board state. It's like when I see that, I'm like, oh, uh, am I playing my, am I playing my enchantment deck? You know, cause if I am, I have a good chance of, of doing well. Yeah. But if I'm playing a creature-heavy deck, I am screwed. Yeah. You're kind of... Yeah. So, but that is my number one. Well, and if we if we really want to talk Yawgmoth, like, uh, aside from the creature, from the card itself, like, the his lore. lore, oh my god, he's, he's the awesome. evilest. He's he is the a pretty evilest. bad boy. We love him. For anybody that doesn't you know, Yawgmoth's like OG, big bad. He is everything to me. Him compared to Nick, Nikki B. Yeah. Oh, he's way more eviler than Nikki B. And I'm a, I am, I am a Nicol Bolas aficionado of sorts. I am maybe Nicol Bolas's only fan. Number one fan. <laughs> love him. Love, 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 Like, cannot express how much I love Nicol Bolas. He is not on my list on, in any realm. But, um, yeah, Yawgmoth with the whole Phyrexia. Yeah. It goes back again. All the things that you hate about Atraxa really just go back to Yawgmoth. Yeah. Anyways. So there's a reason why I have those at the top two. <laughs> so, but that is the, my, my number one. Hope, oh, who's your number one? Omnoth. Green Omnoth. The oh. worst Omnoth. Look at the mana. I hate him. But why do you hate him? Though? I think, again, it goes back to those things where if I see somebody playing Omnoth, chances are I'm not going to be able to get ahead of them. Yeah. And it's one of those things where they can get so big, so scary, so aggressive. Because we're not talking about necessarily just hate. We're talking about scary. And to me, if I see a green Omnoth hit the, hit the field when I'm going to cut somebody's deck, I know 
that it's I'm in for it that turn that game. You know, the next thirty minutes to an hour are gonna be are gonna be a little bit trying. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just dealing with someone that basically almost has infinite mana. It's infinite be- mana, and it's infinite green mana. So there's so much you can they can just regen. It's yeah. not infinite. He just has a big freezer for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he's exactly he's got a deep freeze in his basement, and his mom gave it to him, and he's got a cold room. And he's got a wine cellar full of mana. But he just he gets to a point with Omnoth because it's such low casting cost originally. Well, yeah, that you three could, to get him out. Yeah, easy. <laughs> but he's a 1-1. Yeah, yeah, technically, I suppose you're completely right. Being able to store the mana on him, giving him all the extra, giving him those enormous buffs just by playing. And in green, it's not exactly hard to ramp your mana <laughs> to double your mana and to just and to just go hard. So it's easy to give him hex reap. It's easy to regen him. It's easy to give him trample. It's easy. It's so easy to make to kill all of your opponents with bing bang boom commander damage. Okay, I win. Let's move on to the next game, guys. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure when you buy one, they give you a rogue's passage. Yeah, that's actually yeah. law. Yeah, but the whisper whispers so you have to go and find it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a degenerate with it. Well, it's gonna run everything to double mana and yeah. stuff, and it can look like a group hug. You get that heartbeat of spring down. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh, I got my double mana, but yeah. then all of a sudden Out they, comes Vorinclex. Out comes Vorinclex, <laughs> out comes the Seaborn Muse, yeah. the yeah. Wilderness Reclamation, if that's the one that untaps at the end step that it's just all of that. A Zendikar resurgent. Suddenly, my forests are tapping for seven each. Yeah, and oh. it's still and there it's the nasty. whole time. And then yeah. crater hoof. <laughs> crater hoof behemoth. Well, you're in green. You can give it trample so easily. So easy. You can sure strike trident people in the face with it. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, like I get, I can totally see that. I can totally understand. Like when Omnath comes out, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, fearful. And, like, the the thing that makes it difficult when I face this is just the fact that they can use their mana at any time when they exactly. store it. Yeah, so still like, there. If it was at sorcery speed or yeah, something like that, that would be a totally different thing. It would still be scary, but being able to have this unemptying pool of mana that you can do whatever you want with. Well, yeah, yeah and they're not, they're not wasting their manas. No. If you have three untapped at the end of the step because you didn't, you didn't play anything... You have your creature three bigger before the next turn. Yeah. Three more mana to use for the next big spell you want. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. Like with, with Omnath, you never have to worry about being tapped out because no. you'll always have the mana. So it's like if you play that and I, compared to me, I'm like, okay, I only have five lands. I only have five mana. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it goes away. And so I have to... to you have to be more strategic. You yeah. have to be more... Um, worry about how you're using your mana. With, some, with an Omnoth player, they just do whatever they want whenever they want because mana doesn't matter and everything is free. Well, and he, if, if he, you have five mana, five green on the board, yeah. and you drop a Seedborn Muse, by the time it gets back around, you have 15 in your pool, he's a 16-16 at a minimum, mm-hmm. and that's if you didn't want to cast anything. Yeah. You have all the mana you'd ever need for any of your artifact removal, enchantment removal, mm-hmm. Anything like that, any fogs, whatever you want, and you still have a sixteen sixteen on deck. And if it makes it around again, you do the same thing. But you're also in green, where you can regenerate things so so easily. Yeah, yeah. you can hexproof, indestructible, yeah. Yeah. unblockable. Stuff. Yeah. No, I think the worst when I see, like, when I start to get worried, is when someone's playing on math and then they drop down a Bedelkinori. because mm-hmm. it's like okay. So you have how much mana in your pool right now? 40? And you just dropped down to the Delkinori. Huh. Uh, okay, so now you can cast every single answer you have regardless. And I'm screwed. Yeah. I took it out because it was not very fun. fun. And Vidalkin yeah. does just really break the deck. But I always stall the game up because I'm trying to win with Helix Pinnacle. (laughs) 700 mana on deck, and what will I do with it, you say? (laughs) But yeah, I can totally totally vouch that Omnath is really scary when you play against it. Especially like like when they're dropping those big, big creatures because they have so much mana, or like 
They have a lot of mana sinks, and then they can use them to protect at any point in time. They don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does get really scary. Well, and the other thing about Onroth, again, and I know I keep going back to it, but lore-wise, he's also kind of scary. He's this angry incarnation of green mana out to just... Just chilling in Zendikar. Yeah. Like, keep in mind, it's Zendikar, too. Like, yeah. like what? what's Zendikar not scary is a Zendikar? nasty plane. <laughs> like... If if I had to choose where to, like to where be not to planeswalk, Zenikar yeah. is like probably like one of the the top top five top three heck who mm-hmm. cares top three. So, but yeah, that that is scary. And then like with all the mana doubling and everything, and all the secret ways that people can kill you out of nowhere. Yeah, that's that's like like you said, a sure strike. No one really expects a sure strike. So. But they do now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Sure Strike Trident is a really good card. Sure Strike. Uh, I that was like one of my win conditions in one of my janky decks. <laughs> um, actually, I think that's my only win condition right now until I fully build it. Uh, I have uh, a deck that's built around um, Island Home. Yeah. So, but the rules are I can't touch your your lands. You can't make them islands. I cannot make them islands. I cannot exchange. My lands with your lands, so no, like, uh, no trickery or anything. No, no. It, the deck is called Please Play Islands. <laughs> please. <laughs> please play Islands. You're not playing Islands. I'm not a threat to you. Please don't attack me. So, and they have all, like, the big, like, 5-5 five, five sea serpents and all that stuff. And they're, like, big and scary. But I can't attack you. Hmm. I cannot. So, Sure Strike is one of the ways I can... You know, do something. <laughs> I need a little bit. I need more win conditions than that before I put it together. <laughs> so, but hope oh, that's a good one. Thanks, uh, Daniel. You're the last one. My last one is a combination of two because they basically do the same thing in different ways, and it's Moldrotha and Marin. Hmm. They're two of mine and Hope's favorite decks, and they're extremely frustrating to play against for people. Because they play from the grave. Removal is much less effective when people just cast a card from the grave or bring it back with experience counters. When you can just recast things constantly from the grave, it really makes it hard. You finally destroy that problematic enchantment, and it's back. <laughs> this is coming from a Madrofa player as well. Oh, no, I know. And a Marin player. <laughs> yeah, Marin's probably Hope's most competitive deck, and it's... Okay, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Carador. So that we can all recurse stuff from our graveyards. From the graveyard it is. <laughs> but it's just, even with Marin, it can get out of hand so quickly. If if you get an early Sakura Tribe Elder, you're ramping, it's yeah. coming back. Fun fact, you're Sakura sacking. Tribe Elder might be my favorite card in all of Magic because of that. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, One of the things I looked for for a really, really long time was the foil promo of that Sakura Tribe Elder. With the Cobra. It's, yeah, it's, oh, oh, yeah, the ultimate yeah. art it was so good. So hard to find. And then they just reprinted the artwork in the new commander. <laughs> yeah. Broke my heart. Yeah. It's not uh, a foil, though, so there's at least that. Yeah. But no, it, it really does just get out of hand. It, it's giving you experience counters for Marin. It's coming back with Marin. It's going back to the graveyard and getting it back up. And Marin with experience counters is really scary. Those don't go away. No, no it's just like the emblems. On, they don't yeah, go away. They're not on the creature. They're on the player. You cannot but target those. There is one way to make them go away, and that is to kill your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> what you do, pack your cards up, leave, don't talk to that person <laughs> just anymore. Start a new game with someone else. Yeah. Find a new hobby. Get a new table. <laughs> yeah. Just leave them alone. Get a nice but no, Moldrotha, Moldrotha is another one. and stuff. Mm-hmm. She... Doesn't suffer from discard. She can run a lot of cards that are... A Lionized Diamond, for instance, is super good. You can play everything from the graveyard, including the Lionized Diamond. Yeah, Lotus <laughs> so Petal. Yeah, well, you yeah. with that Lionized Diamond, you throw your hand out, you have three mana, you cast it again, and you sack it again for three more mana, and you have your whole graveyard to choose of what you want. You're just throwing away things that you can play again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a well-built Muldrotha deck is not going to run many instants and sorceries. It's going to run enchantments. It's going to run things that annoy everyone, like Spore Frog. And some yeah. people love Spore Frog. I love Spore Frog. Yeah. But some people run a Spore Frog. I wouldn't want to name names. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very very easy to control it because you don't ever really lose your combo pieces. No. And 
even if you're going to and stuff, there's there's not many things. Some graveyard hate is what's going to stop it. Yeah. But that deck is packing reclamation sages. It's packing manga horns. They're yeah. They're going to blow up anything problematic. They're going to run their own ley lines and flash and of a Dalkin and everything that frustrates everyone. Yeah. The thing that really hurts that deck is exile. Yeah, if you yeah. can exile the graveyard, a bajuka bug, real hard to deal with there. Yeah. Like I, I love Modrotha. Mary and I, I, I like a lot, but I love Madrofo just because you can do so much with it. Well, yeah. one of each permanent type is real strong. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the reason that I kind of gravitate towards Marin more is I'm just like, I'm a Golgari, like, diehard. So. That's the guild for life? That's, that's my number one. <laughs> is it for me? That's my alignment. <laughs> is it correct? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should, are we kicking you off the podcast? Yes. We should talk about the guilds and the best guilds and oh, yeah. their strengths and weaknesses sometimes. No, is it the best? I don't know what you guys are talking I about. I don't know why you would say that. Niv when... is it all day. No, 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 no. I'm no. a big fan of Boros. Y'all are wild. <laughs> we, all, we all know what's Golgari. Can we all at least agree on the weakest? <laughs> Go Demir? ahead. Azorius. Hate. What? Get Azorius out of my house! Azorius is strong! Ew! It's life gain and life loss. You know, you, you go back and forth. Blue and white is the biggest the waste of my time. the table attacks you because you're playing Azorius. <laughs> but you have so many board wipes, it doesn't matter. They can't attack you when no one's alive. Biggest I play Grand Arbiter. Oh, we're all going to kill you. Cool. Good. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, no. Cool, hate cool. it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. But, like, Golgari, like, it does fit really well with Madrotha and Marin. Totally. It definitely does. And I think the the craziest with them is, like, besides the creatures, mm-hmm. um, like, especially with Madrotha, like you said, every single permanent, and especially with the, the Planeswalkers from War of the Spark, you know, since they only go down. Yep. It's like, okay, I'll just keep on using them. Oh, wait, I can bring them back. Like, well, yeah, they don't lack the... They, they, they don't, don't lack like, the utility anymore yeah, because yeah. you can just keep playing them. And they do make Planeswalkers much scarier after you alt them. You alt yeah. them, I will play it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Ashiok alone already is annoying. There's okay. a lot There's a lot of cards that you can pack in that can make the deck inherently unfun. Mm-hmm. I put the new Narsa Planeswalker in, played it one game, realized, eh, that's not very fun. Same with took, Ninja Taxes. Took it out. Yeah, the same. That was one that I used to reanimate with Entomb Ugh. pretty quick. And yeah, and it's because it's so good. I'm drawing seven, I'm throwing them out, but I still have a good spot for them. Yeah. But again, at the end of the day, it's not that fun. I'm, I'm trying to make a, uh, a budget Madrofa right now Ooh. just for fun. And it involves using like a. I like fun. Uh, a lot of the, the creatures from like Boris Park where it has a mass and everything, but it uses a lot of. Things that have cycle, so yep. you just cycle it through and it goes to the graveyard, and I'll just cast it later on when having that up. That's actually a great idea. I never even yeah. considered taking advantage of cycle, which is like a mechanic that nobody uses. Yeah, so it's like it uses that, it uses cycle, uh, cycle, it uses like uh, those uh, smaller creatures and everything, mm. it, and it uses explorer as well. Because cool. then it's like, I don't want it. It just goes to the graveyard, right? Yeah. You know, get the plus one, plus one counter. Oh, I I'm like thinking, that, yeah. yeah. That's a very fun. So you're grabbing lands to your hand, or you're just tossing them out there. Yeah, like this, and so, and so unexpected. Like if I saw Maldrotha and you started doing that, I'd be like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, so interesting. No one, yeah, no one like everyone's like spoilers. Yeah, everyone's like, <laughs> well, "Okay, I can kind of see what you're doing, but all your stuff is like low cost and everything." Yeah. It's like I don't care because eventually I'm just gonna like. Mass cast, mass cast something, or Ooh. make them combine. So well, I'm trying to find like. Combos that use one of each thing, yeah. of each permanent, yeah, yeah. and just go from there. So, like, whatever combo pieces I throw in, they're just going to combine and make it, like, explode somehow. That's well, and that's, that's honestly one of the things that makes Muldrotha such a interesting commander is because there is so many ways to play it. Yeah. And there's so many things to do, and there's a lot of cards that even with one cast yeah. are really, really good. But you throw something in like Phyrexian Altar or anything like that that you can sack your creatures. You're suddenly getting an Eternal Witness to get any instants and sorceries back. Yeah, you're able to. Well, and that's that's a lot of how my Marin deck finds so much success. And it's interesting to see how even with such limiting such a limit as only two colors, 
you can see so many different play styles from a deck like Maron. Like, yeah. even looking on, like, EDH rec, like, my deck is nowhere close to anything recommended. Yeah. It's, it's just not that. <laughs> I'm like, apparently I'm not doing this right. <laughs> but <laughs> well, keep in mind, it's just different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's a very different style. Like, there's so much... Uh, being in black and green and wanting to sacrifice and have entered the battlefield effects and have like that again the 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 bonuses for you for sacrificing and the detriment to your opponents like the gray packs the butchers all that kind of stuff going back to that so yeah like that stuff like I totally understand and I I love the, the fact that like like all of us have different ways of coming up with ideas yeah. or because like like everyone like. Don't get me wrong, I love EDH Rec. It is a fantastic resource. But it's not the be-all, end-all, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's there just, is a lot of ways to build a deck. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the way that you build decks with having your theme first. Yeah. That is not magic-related. Yeah, it's Have just your fun. theme and then, yeah, thank you. That, and I think that that's really what we're all coming down to. It's like we're making all these jokes about these scary commanders that we hate, but like, it's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> so. it is. Like, like when you play against someone that has a serious deck from uh, all of these commanders we just talked about, yes, it is scary. scary. boys. Yeah. Especially but, if we're playing fun decks. It's just yeah. like, I don't, I don't think we can go up against this. No. It's like our sort of five or a six. But it's, it like would be eight. like, yeah, it would be like your new Muldrotha versus Daniel's Muldrotha are a very different, Marin they're going to be at a, Marin, yeah. totally, yeah. they're going to be at totally different levels. Out of the blocks, Marin commanders, deck versus my Marin deck. Very different. Yeah. So, anyways. So, that's what we have for... Yeah, that's our list. We still have the 10th available and we kind of want to know what everyone else thinks. What is the commander you hate the most? What is so scary? (laughs) (laughs) What is so spooky scary? Let us know on the Instagram. Let us know on Facebook. We want to hear from you guys. What do you think is some of the scariest commanders? What are you doing for Halloween? What's going on? Yeah, if you're going to dress up, you know, do some cosplay, send us a picture. Magic cosplay, we want to see it. Yeah. So, anyways, thanks for everything, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye, y'all.